Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne of Mackey Research Capital. My name's Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how you doing? Uh, real good, Bryn. Good Man, to see you again. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, there, it, this has been a crazy, crazy year. Oh yeah, on a number of levels, you've uh, you've had quite the year with your uh, your health. Yeah, so glad yeah. to see you back. And thanks. It's great, uh, great to be back. We've also just gone through a U.S. election, and that we're still kind of going through at the time of this taping because they're still doing recounts and all that kind of stuff, but. It doesn't look like anything's really going to change here. I don't think so. It looks like uh, it'll be a Biden administration. And, you know, for the next four years, that's obviously going to have an effect on, you know, markets, uh, what what uh, sectors are going to, you know, do better than others, uh, according to uh, federal government policy down in the U.S. What, what they do is obviously going to impact uh, what happens in Canada. So thought that would be a good uh, first first topic back when we're setting up the, the podcast yeah, again. Yeah, here we are. I guess I was a little surprised when, not at the reaction of people in the U.S., but it seemed to me like the markets stayed pretty firm and pretty stable, even with the change in governments in the U.S. Did you, did you see it the same way? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of the... Um, you know policies that Trump put in in his four years, particularly the uh, the massive tax cuts, both corporate and personally. Uh, I think the average investor uh, and the market was uh, really worried that those would come off the board. Combine that with uh, you know a, a, a green new deal that the progressives were proposing in the U.S. And I think with a Republican-controlled Senate, the the market took a big, uh, huge uh, sigh of relief. Um, so if if uh, Biden gets in and he tries to enact some of these, uh, you know, a little bit more left wing proposals that stock markets typically don't like, uh, right. I think he's going to have a hard time getting that through the Senate. Let's talk about renewables, because that always comes up on the right and on the left hand side politically. What uh, what do you see happening now? over the next six months to a year when it comes to renewables and let's go through them. Well, I think that's uh, that's one sector that will probably do very well under a Biden administration. Um, and when, when we talk about renewables, people are, are typically uh, think about wind and solar, but I'm, I'm more interested in uh, carbon capture technology and hydrogen. I think that's going to be uh, two really large growth areas in the renewable sector. Uh, if we look at the, um, the energy space in, in North America, it's about 80% right now of fossil fuels. And uh, of that, about 5% is renewables. And renewables, uh, typically, you're, you're talking wind and solar. Uh, the other 15% is nuclear and hydro. So uh, hydro being, uh, of course, uh, hydroelectricity dams. Um, if, if you're looking at uh, a space for growth, definitely... Uh, I think one logical conclusion is you're going to see a lot of the coal plants in the U.S. and that shift has already been happening. They're going to switch to natural gas. Okay. And uh, so that that kind of leads into my my second um, sector, which I think will do very well, which is probably contrary to thinking um, in terms of uh, energy, because I think a lot of people think Donald Trump was very good for the energy industry, and he was in terms of uh, growth and drilling. But I think the, the, that type of policy also kept uh, prices artificially low uh, because so much production was coming out of those shale deposits in the U.S. that the, the market could never, uh, you know, 
get the the demand could never catch up with the supply. Right. And I think under Biden administration, even the perception that he may ban fracking in in certain areas like federal lands, uh, it, it, it's really going to, um, I think, choke off capital to the shale gas sector and, and shale oil sector. So if if that happens, of course, when you limit supply, uh, you're you're going to push prices up. So I'm I'm pretty bullish on energy at at this particular time. Uh, of course, you know a lot can happen. Oh you, sure, you, you need uh, you need a recovery uh, from COVID, but um, I think that's one of the areas that you know, contrary to I think what a lot of people think, I think Biden's going to be bullish for the energy sector. You mentioned coal to natural gas. I'm a little curious about that too. Do you think natural gas is a is a great direction to go here? Yeah, I think we're we're entering a, a real sweet spot in the natural gas market. I think it's going to be a bull market for uh, well, probably another you know a decade to come because uh, one of the easiest way to lower the carbon footprint is just to take high uh, high emissions coal out of the out of the picture. So I would not be investing in in thermal coal, uh, but nat gas looks like a, a winner going forward. This time last year. If you just said maybe we should invest into healthcare products or the technologies and that kind of thing, we'll look at the year we've had. Is healthcare a good area to go to right now? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be a, another burgeoning area under a you know a Biden administration, and and you know whoever was in the the Oval Office, I think healthcare is going to be a growth sector. I mean, the population is just getting older in, in general. But uh, in that regard, I've looked at, um, you know, uh, healthcare equipment and, and pharmaceutical. Trump was a little bit uh, overzealous and, and I think viewed as a little bit of uh, an opponent to the pharma care industry, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get prices down, whereas I think Biden is, uh, you know, viewed as more of a proponent. So I could see that area pick, picking up. One of the things that we haven't had a chance to really talk about for obvious reasons, we haven't been on very much lately, but... The legalization of cannabis, I've seen crazy uh, numbers, both pro and con, about getting involved in cannabis. But wh- where where do you stand on that one? Now that it's legal, yeah. Well, our our uh, our company actually, um, you know, participated in a lot of the uh, the marijuana financings uh, you know, a couple of years ago. One one in particular, Aurora. I remember the our office uh, was looking at it down around 60 cents and then the stock proceeded to go up to, you know, 15, 16 dollars um, back right back down. And it, it's had a reverse split and the shares are you know probably down about 90 percent from from those levels. But um, I think that uh, when when the companies and, and the marijuana industry first uh, started incubating, there was a lot of uh, froth and hype. So it pushed the stocks up to really uh, un, un, uh, unsustainable levels. Now it, it looks like, you know, it's a little bit more mature. Uh, a prob- person can probably pick and choose. It's, it's not a space that I've uh, put clients into, um, nor do I see, uh, you know, putting client money into that space in the future. But it is an area that I think will benefit under, under uh, you know, a Biden administration because, Clearly, they're looking at uh, legalizing it from a federal perspective. What about industrials and infrastructure, that kind of thing, with the you know all the COVID stuff that's going on? Can you break that one down? Yeah, I think that uh, you know, especially on the infrastructure side, you're going to see a massive uh, COVID spending bill come out of the U.S., and that's something the Senate will really get on board with. 
Uh, they're talking two or three trillion dollars, um, you know, roads and bridges, that sort of thing. Uh, so any companies that are, you know, in that space, whether it be, uh, you know, large industrial like a caterpillar for example i think that space is really going to benefit from from government spending they're going to need a lot of government stimulus to to kickstart the economy once we get a hold of this virus okay and mining and gold i've been hearing a lot more about mining and gold here in the last six months is that the people i'm talking to or is there a lot more positive up up upbeat talk about that area well again that's that's a function of really two things. There's going to be massive government spending worldwide to, to kickstart the economy. So I think that's going to be good for the base metal sector. Um, you know, your, your old, uh, the, the leading indicator, copper. Uh, prices have been firming all year on copper, and I think they're going to keep going up. Uh, you may see at some point $3.50 or $4 a pound on copper. Um, and gold is, is a function of uh, massive amounts of central bank debt. So Gold is simply, uh, historically, it's a store of value and, uh, you know, a hedge on inflation. So I think that uh, gold has picked up considerably since last year at this time. It's gone from about 1400 to 1800 an ounce. And I could see it uh, going well over $2,000 an ounce in the coming year because, you know, when you look at the amount of money that's being printed, it's easy to print money and, uh, of course, yeah. not so easy to mine gold. So. And gold is gold. Everybody says it's just, it, it always seems to be steady and on the increase. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, well, it's, it's had a lot of volatility historically, but I think we're just in a, a real um, sweet spot with a very long runway, uh, given the amount of government debt that is uh, as circulating. And uh, I think interest rates are going to remain low for two, three years. So it's going to be a, a very good environment for, for gold miners in particular. Thanks. This is great. It's nice to be back with you. Let's tell people how they can get a hold of you if they want some more information or, uh, you know, maybe the big thing is people really are looking for a real good positive direction right now. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can give me a call on my cell directly, 780-905-7729, or uh, you can reach me at MackieResearch.com. And also make sure you check out the website, which is MackieResearch.com. And uh, thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. <laughs>